You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine fingered host, Dan Johnson. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the moment that we have all been waiting for. And let me tell you right now that this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with any form of hunting at all, but it is 100% about why this podcast is called the Nine Finger Chronicles. It is the story of how I lost my finger. Now, I'm hesitant on putting this out because I feel that once the mystery is out, nobody will listen to this podcast anymore. So that hopefully that doesn't happen but when I told people that I was going to be uh, uh, throwing a podcast together about how I lost my finger I reached out to uh, some of the some of the uh, partners of this podcast uh, Lone Wolf Exodus Ozonix Wasp and Interstate Batteries the network partner uh, and they all wanted to be part of this podcast so before we get into the actual story, if you share this post on Facebook and like it, and th- there's a there's a th- there's a whole bunch of things that you have to do in order to win, right? And in this podcast, I I mentioned the beginning of this podcast. Well, now at the beginning of this podcast, I am going to tell you at the end of this podcast of how you can be entered into this giveaway by sharing this podcast on Facebook through, you you can get, here's what we're giving away. Here's what we're giving away. The Lone Wolf, one Lone Wolf Assault tree stand, one Exodus Lift 2 with two 24 packs of lithium batteries from Interstate Batteries, one HR200 from Ozonix, one pack of broadheads of your choice from wasp and then interstate batteries is giving away a what they call a charge and go jump starter kit 
and then a what they call like a, a portable battery for charging up video games, cell phones, um, other types of cameras. So basically, it's a, a giant battery that you can use, and it's called the uh, power bank. So the interstate those two interstate battery products I'm going to put together as one. So I'm going to be choosing five different people sometime later this week or next week to uh, review or to, uh, you know, as winners. And all you have to do is share this podcast and it has nothing to do with hunting. So that's cool, right? So here's, here's what I did. Uh, We left you hanging last week and I apologize. And this week we are, I had to push it back because of scheduling conflict. And here we are. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. And I think that's kind of fitting for this. I, I'm not sure if I lost my finger on a Wednesday or a Thursday. I actually think it was a Thursday. So maybe I should have launched this on Thursday. But that doesn't matter at all either. What matters is that I have nine fingers. And that <laughs> this story, this is the story of how I lost it. And I, I'm rambling again. But before we get into this podcast... I quickly want to tell you about how badass lone wolf tree stands are. Uh, as you guys know, I am a uh, huge fan of the run and gun style hunting, uh, and I'm a huge fan that their products are made in the United States. I'm a huge fan that their products are quiet, and I'm a huge fan that the the uh, bracket on the back allows you to basically level your tree stand. Uh, so it's not like one of these other tree stands that you have to sit in a straight, perfectly level tree in order to be level. Uh, Lone Wolf Tree Stand allows you to level up your tree in a crooked tree. That way, you're not looking for a straight tree. You can look for any tree and be in the right tree and not the uh, the one that fits your tree stand the best. And l- long story short, that gives you the opportunity to be in the right place at the right time so uh, when that uh, giant big old nasty buck comes through you have an opportunity to shoot him now what happens after that after you get the tree stand set up that's in your hands I, I can't control whether or not neither can lone wolf they can't control whether you're a shitty shot or not so <laughs> keep that in mind now here's the deal lone wolf go to lonewolfhuntingproducts.com backslash nine fingers enter your name and enter your email address and uh what that does is that enters you in for future giveaways and then what we're going to do is we have a discount code so in in order to get the discount code you have to go do those two things but because i like giving away secrets you guys can enter the discount code nine f c five zero and basically what that does is it allows you to save fifty dollars off of all orders over two hundred dollars so that's roughly a 25 percent savings so uh, definitely take advantage of that it's a great savings and it allows you to get a kick-ass product for better so go check out lone wolf um other than that guys let's get into the story, and I brought back in Adam Parr as a moderator again. He's world he's world famous for moderating, by the way. So I brought back in Adam Parr, and uh, he's going to be there by my side, ask some additional questions about how I lost my finger. Also, be sure you stay all the way till the end to learn how you can win products from Lone Wolf, Exodus, Ozonics, Wasp, interstate batteries and some more housekeeping stuff at the end as well. So 
The moment you've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. All right, guys, we are back, and <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't keep my head straight right now because I'm on the inside. I'm just laughing because I had so many guys reach out to me, like message me, and they're like, "Dick move, Johnson," on you know the cliffhanger from from last week when you said you were going to uh, tell us the story of your finger. You you gave us uh, one of those you know tune in next week type answers or you know endings to the last Q and A podcast. Then I dropped the ball and I didn't get a podcast out on. Monday, like I said I would, and I gave some BS excuse like I was looking for more giveaways when all when in all actuality it was my kids. I it took me an hour longer than normal to put my kids to bed on Sunday night. But here we are regardless, and I am back here with our our world-class moderator Adam Parr. Adam, how are you doing today? Dan, I'm well. I appreciate you having me back on, man. It's a lot of fun. I tell you what, we can't, I couldn't not have you back on because the transition was there, right? We, we, we left them hanging and I figured, you know, I got to get a, I got to get you back on because you might ask some questions about the whole story that people may want to hear. Oh, for sure. So, and I've been, I've been dying myself and ever since, and speaking of excuses and, and bullshitting, uh, I don't think I've ever got the story straight from, right from your mouth, man. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to actually hear it straight from Dan's mouth. What actually happened? Because I've heard, I've heard a number of things. I've heard, uh, you know, got bit off by a shark, uh, you know, happy Gilmore alligator style, all the above, man. So I, I want to hear the whole thing start to finish. It's kind of, it's kind of funny because it's like this small niche of people who actually follow this podcast and have followed I I don't want to say career cuz that makes me sound like a douchebag but like <laughs> follow this I guess this line that I've been on from back in the day when I was on some DVDs to to now and I, I don't know I've never I've always like gave told the story so when someone says hey man how'd you lose your finger i would straight up lie to their face and, <laughs> and and tell them like a crazy story and i'll give you an example um i don't know if he would remember this or not but i got introduced to uh one of these ufc fighters at uh, a trade show once uh, it was matt hughes and how he uh, I got introduced to him somehow and it was I was there with a guy who and he was there with a guy and the guy that I was with and the guy that he was with knew each other you know at some of these trade shows you know get people standing around and whatever oh yeah and I shook his hand and he saw that I only had nine fingers and he's like how'd you lose your finger and I was like (laughs) man I tell you what now you ever heard of noodling He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of noodling with cat, for catfish, and I was like, yeah, man, and I was in the, I was, uh, I was in the in a river down in Iowa, and you know, I had caught a couple catfish that day, small ones, not keepers, and I just throw them back because I I used to do it for fun, and and by the way, I've never been hand fishing my entire life, I don't think. <laughs> Those people are crazy. I know. Yeah, right, and so. I was like, yeah, one day I was sticking my hand under a rock and I thought I felt a catfish and holy cow, a, a snapping turtle bit, bit it off. So I went into this really long, uh, like this long story, basically 
bullshitting him right to his face. And, you know, right before I was getting ready to tell, like, I, I mostly, you know, if I know someone like him or, or someone who I may never see again, I, I, I want to tell him, Hey, I'm just screwing with you. I, I got whatever, you know, and then you'll hear the story today. <laughs> and so right as I was getting ready to, uh, to tell him the truth and say, Hey man, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Somebody pulls him away and says, Hey man, you got to be over here. You got to be over here for this. I don't know if it's an <laughs> autograph session or something. So I didn't get the ability, you know, the opportunity to tell him the real story. So the next day I'm at the same trade show walking down the booth and I see like out of the corner of my eye, I notice. I noticed Matt Hughes again and he's talking to another guy and he points at me and I, I could hear him like lip the words snapping turtle. And, like, <laughs> and the other guy's eyes got real big and he looked at me and they're like, Oh my God, that dude's got his finger cut you know, bit off by a snapping turtle. And I was just like, Oh man, now there's this, like this rumor going around that my, uh, my finger got bit off by a snapping turtle. And yes, I did tell that story a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he bought it. That's all that matters. Right. And I, you know, and I, that I'm is too funny. Oh yeah, dude. I, I mean, I've told stories about the, a snapping turtle incident. I've told stories about how, um, I got in a like bar fight and the guy bit my finger and it had to come off or, you know, just like I, I got, I used to be like a downhill bicycle racer, <laughs> just like wiped out, lost my finger and just like the first saved one, a baby from right. an approaching train. Right. You just know. complete nonsense, randomness. First thing that ever popped into my mind, man. I mean, you know, I told one story about how I got my finger caught in a beer bottle and how, you know, someone went to pull it off and, uh, it ripped the whole finger off and it just like complete nonsense. Right. So, so I've told, man, I think does anyone I, know the actual truth? I, I, yeah, there's a handful of guys that know the actual truth, but I think I've lied. <laughs> this, this sounds bad, but I think I have lied to more people than I've actually tr told the truth to. <laughs> well, let's hear it, Dan. Come on, man. Don't keep anybody waiting any longer. We can't take it. All right, here it is. <clears throat> <laughs> Like I wanna, I wanna build it up to like, you know, like some of these stories. Like, it was Atlanta, Georgia, two thousand and five. <laughs> I was working third shift at a factory. You know, like I wanna, I'd love to do it like that, or some kind of, uh, you know, like nineteen twenties radio show with like all the, like the rustling papers <laughs> as the leaves in the story, and like a distant car honk and stuff like that. That'd be cool, but we don't have, we don't have the budget for that. Hey, turn it into an audio book or memoirs or whatever. You can do it. That would be awesome. For sure. That'd be awesome. No one would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would buy it. I would buy it. Okay, cool. I'd charge you $10,000. <laughs> Deal. 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 Okay. And I'll, I'll sell it one day for millions when you're famous. <laughs> Super famous. You already are famous. Yeah, right. But when you're like, when you're like to, you know, like famous movie actor famous, then right. we'll, then we'll make our money. Right. Right. <laughs> so, All right, man. The so, world is waiting. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the story. I was 25 years old. I was working in Atlanta, Georgia, in a suburb uh, called College Park. Um, and like, I it's funny because I just remember the like 
all the details about that time of my life. It was like crazy. I, I was living in hotels throughout the South. Um, like I was training to become, uh, a location manager for uh, a company that cleaned like food processing equipment. So, uh, for example, uh, the company that I worked for would go into, uh, hog slaughterhouses, beef slaughterhouses, um, you know, like chicken kill and turkey kill plants. Uh, and, and because it's a food processing plant, the, the, oh, what is it? The USDA says that those facilities have to be cleaned once every 24 hours that production is run. Right. So, um, they did other things like uh, they make, you know, sliced chicken for soup. So they would bring the, the chicken breast in, they'd cook it, they'd season it, they'd slice it, and then they'd freeze it. Or, or breaded tenderloins or, you know, any kind of meat product. Uh, I know one of the facilities that we cleaned, I think, was actually a Tostino's uh, pizza place. So just a crazy amount of... Uh, uh, just food, right? So that's what that's what the company I worked for did. They'd go in, they'd clean food. Well, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, or suburb, College Park, back in 2005, and um, it was a third shift. So as soon as the second shift got done, my crew would go in and we would clean the uh, clean the facility. Well, there's a lot oh, of. St- Go Were ahead. you a janitor, Dan? Were you a janitor? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it, doesn't it? It sounds <laughs> this, like it. This sounds like the story to Joe Dirt, man. Are you sure you're just not pulling our? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like getting hit with hot dogs, man. <laughs> Don't bother me, none. <laughs> That'd be a lot cooler if that was the story, but dude, this, this job was not fun. I mean, you're working. You're working 12 hours basically. You get there. You get there at about eight, and you don't leave till about eight uh, the next morning before the first shift starts up. And um, you got a bunch of people who don't talk English that report to you, and uh, they don't like you. Uh, so, so, so <laughs> sounds I, brutal, man. Yeah. So it was just it was rough. But anyway, I was with a group of people because it was a startup. So. In order, for, we would bid a plant, and then we would go in there. We'd see how long it, you know, it would time it, see how long it would take to uh, clean it, how many employees there were there, and we we do these startups. And I was on a startup team, so I was traveling a lot, sleeping in hotels and whatnot. And I was there with another buddy who just got into the company as well as I did. I mean, this was my first. I was under six months when this happened, so we. Uh, in, in these facilities, right, there is a, a lot of steam that happens from the cooking. And on these, so this steam has to be sucked out of the, uh, out of the facility at, at some point. And so there's a fan that sits on the side of the wall. Huge fan sucks all the steam out. Well, there's also a lot of flour because in this particular plant that we were in, uh, the chicken would get breaded and then it would get deep fat fried. So, uh, there's a lot of breading in the air. Well, on these fans, they have these condensation plates and then a tube that runs down out of these condensation plates. So when water collects there, it, you know, there's a drain, this tube runs down to the, to a drain and then, it's safe, right? Well, because there's a lot of breading in the air, sometimes that tube 
you know, would get blocked up. Well, that water would uh, sat there and it started dripping over top of the plate onto the, the, the factory floor. Now that's bad for two reasons. One, the reason is uh, someone could slip and fall and hurt themselves. And the other one was that if that water gets on any of the equipment, then all of the food that goes through that equipment is deemed bad. And then that costs a company a lot of money and they charge that back to us because it's our, you know, it's our responsibility to clean that. Yeah. So my, one of, one of the guys who's ahead of me says, Hey Dan, get up on that, uh, get up on there and clean that, clean that tube out or, or fix that tray or whatever. And so I, I take a ladder and I get up there and I climb up to the ladder and I'm sitting kind of sideways on this ladder. I'm not straddling it yet, but I'm kind of sitting there turned sideways and, and it was just really uncomfortable. And this fan is fit spinning so fast that you can't see the blades. Right. And it's probably, I want to say three foot wide. So it's not only moving super fast that you can see out, you can barely even see the blades moving so fast and the, and it's loud and it's just, it's huge. Right. So yeah. It sounds like it could swallow you whole. Right. Right. Well, I needed to get a better position on this, uh, on this, uh, ladder. So I straddle over top of it and I'm like one hand is kind of on the edge of the, on the edge of the, that condensation plate. And the other one was kind of stand putting in it. And as I straddled it, that thing's moving so fast and sucking so much air out of the, out of the vacuum or out of the, the facility. It, I don't know. Have you ever put your hand on the end of a vacuum and it goes. Oh yeah. So yep. it tried to suck my, like my body into that fan. And I put my hand on it, but my other hand that was, actually in the condensation plate and it was wet and it got so like as i was moving forward into it my 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 left hand caught the lip and kind of pushed me and my other hand got you know there was nothing there because it's on flat surface and as my body went forward so did so did my hand and that water on this particular condensation plate had been sitting there for so long that this safety guard that was across it this like uh, metal mesh safety guard thing that was uh, across it had been rusted through. So imagine chicken wire and it was, it was stronger than chicken wire, but it had been rusted so that when my hand went through, it peeled that safety guard back and my hand went through that safety guard and it hit the fan and it just shot my arm right back out. And I I didn't know what happened. I instantly went into shock, right? Yeah. I got down off the ladder. <laughs> and Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I got down off the ladder and, you know, you instantly go into shock. You don't know what just happened. And I look at my hand and I, I have, we would wear a pair of cotton gloves and then we would wear a pair of rubber gloves. And I could see that the, the glove portion was kind of folded back but I didn't realize at that point that my finger was missing. So I, I put my hand on my chest and I walk over to uh, my manager and I said, I think I got my hand caught in the fan. He's like, what? Let me see. And then I just watched his face turn pale. Like, 
just like I could see the color just drain out of his face. And he was like, he was getting ready to like get sick or whatever. And he's like, safety, (laughs) called the safety manager there. And because this is a new facility, the safety manager was there that week to mark the routes to the hospital, post all the proper safety, you know, like OSHA has all these rules and stuff that you have to have all this documentation posted. And, uh, which, you know, when I look back on it, that, that fan, yeah, the safety guard failed, but I probably should have at, I don't know, you know, I wasn't trained properly on it. I think, I don't know, but there probably was some kind of lockout tag out procedure that needed to be followed, but, uh, um, it didn't, uh, that safety gate was in place and it failed. So anyway, um, they, they kind of grabbed me by the back and they're like, okay, we got to get you to the hospital. So the, we get to the car in the parking lot and I look out of the, and I hear my name, some guy yelling my name. It's my buddy that I'm down there with. And he's like, Dan, Dan here, take this. And I thought he was handing me like, he had this huge ball of paper towels and I thought it was a bag of ice. And I'm like, I don't need any damn ice. Like that's not going to do anything, <laughs> you know, like throw it in the back. And he, so he took this, this, all these paper towels and he threw it in the back and we'll get to that in a little bit, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he's like, okay, well, man, we gotta, we gotta go find, we gotta go find a hospital. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go find a hospital. So we get in the car and we just start driving around. And this was before smartphones, you're right, had maps and everything on them. So we really didn't know where we were, you know, where we were going. He's like, I think it's over here. So we started driving around and it took forever to find, you know, try to find a hospital. And we weren't finding it. And I was, I was getting ready to pass out. And, uh, and there, the, what was the pain like? I mean, were you like in excruciating pain or were no, you just more in shock and the adrenaline like, still going through you? Yeah. The adrenaline, yeah. I, I, it felt dull. It was really a dull pain. And honestly, there wasn't much blood. There was not a lot of blood. Um, really? Yeah. Which was, which was weird. And they, and it just like, it was a dull pain. And when it initially happened, I had marks where the fan hit the inside of my arm. It looked like a couple times. So when it initially happened, I thought I lost from my elbow down. Like, you know, that, that split split second, I couldn't feel anything from my elbow down. And then I would look and I could bend my arm and all that stuff. But so we're driving around, right? I can't, we can't find it. And I go, I'm going to have to go, the safety guy's like, I'm going to have to go, uh, find a, find someone to tell us where the closest hospital is. And, you know, down in the South, they have waffle houses about every 25 feet. So (laughs) we see a police officer looks like he was on his break or something. And we pull into a, this waffle house. He's like, stay here. I'm going to go, I'm going to get some help from this uh, police officer. (laughs) And I I'm sitting there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm borderline passing out from, you know, the shock and the pain and the, uh, and it's been, it's been maybe 30 minutes or more since we've been driving around now looking for, looking for the hospital. And my safety manager goes in, and I can see this police officer on the counter eating some food. And I see him tap him on the shoulder. They have a little conversation. And my safety manager walks out and the cop's still sitting at the counter. <laughs> and I go, he gets in the car and goes, well, he said uh, when he's done eating, he's going to help us out. <laughs> 
And I'm just like, what? Are you kidding me? And he's like, yeah, yeah. When he's done eating, he's going to take us to the hospital. I'm like, well, how long is that going to be? Oh, I don't know. Like, You would think the police officer would have said, oh, follow me. I'll take you right now. He says, I'll finish my sandwich later. Yeah, I'm going to finish up my food and then, uh, then I'll show you the hospital. And that just like, that triggered me. Like I wasn't in pass out stage anymore. I was in, I was in full blown blackout rage mode at that point. And here I am with this missing, just freshly chopped off missing finger. Right. Um, I look like I was probably on some kind of narcotics, just the way I was walking and just like slurred speech and just in shock and whatever. And, I walk up to the front end of the of the, the entrance of that uh, Waffle House, and I put my boot to the front door as hard as I could. That thing slams straight open, makes this huge noise. And right as I'm getting ready to grab this cop by the collar, because I, di- I didn't know what I was going to do, if I was going to fight him or if I was going to, you know, tell him, get, you know, get in your car and take me to the hospital. You know, like, I didn't think any of that through. Right as I'm getting ready to grab this cop by the collar, my safety manager grabs me by the collar. And he's like, don't do it, Dan. <laughs> like, don't do it. And the cop turns around and he looks at me. And I still remember to this day, like, I didn't know if he was going to reach for his gun or pepper spray or whatever, whatever it was. But he's like, he looked scared. Right. So. Oh, yeah. My my safety manager grabs me, gets me back in the car cop literally did nothing right still sat there and ate his ate his breakfast or lunch this is like three in the morning or something like that and and so he it's like i know where the hospital's at now he he talked to someone that knew where it was at and i get back in the car i start settling down again i'm just you know i'm getting ready to pass out again like all this adrenaline pumping and then leaving and then pumping again and my my hands starting to hurt worse and I look in the back seat as we're taking all these fast corners and there's my finger rolling around in the back seat of this like Chevy Impala, this business car that they drive. Every time he would take a turn, you know, I look back and there's my finger rolling in the back seat. (laughs) Well, my buddy, he put, he picked up my finger off the floor and he put it in a paper towel and he was trying to hand it to me. And I, and I, and I was just like, I don't need any ice, you know? So, so we finally get to the hospital and the, uh, um, we, I get checked in. I'm like, Hey man, I, this guy got his finger cut off and I'm, I'm just in some shock. And this, I just remember this guy, he was from the Carolinas. He was a nurse, a traveling nurse. And he, and his exact words to me we're like, Hey man, you're going to be fine. I'm going to give you some drugs. That's going to make your Peter numb. (laughs) And I go, no, not that. I go, give it to me. (laughs) And he, and then that was the, that was the first time I ever, uh, got a, uh, got a, I guess a IV full or a shot full of morphine. And from that point on, Man, I was flirting with nurses. I was having, I I was just having a great time being, you know, like they could have told me like, we're going to have to amputee your whole arm. And I would have been like, oh, that's cool, man. Like I was just, (laughs) I was high on morphine and it was, they could, you could have gave me the worst news ever. And oh yeah, the world's going to end. Yeah. I would have been okay with it at, at that point in my life. But, uh, 
but then, you know, they get me the morphine. I calm down. I, you know, I fall asleep for a little bit. And then uh, they come in and they say, okay, well, we can try to reattach it, but it's going to take a year to grow back. And then it's going to take a, or it's going to take a, a year of isolation, they said. It's going to take a year to uh, probably of therapy to get it to work and function again. But there's still a 50% chance that it will fall off. And I said, just leave it off. And I mean, because if there's that, that doesn't just, that doesn't seem like good odds to me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. 50% chance it's going to, after two years, there's still a 50% chance it's going to fall off. So, yeah. and who knows what the function would oh, have yeah. been like. Right. I mean, it probably literally would have looked like a hot dog just hanging on my finger. Like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know, there's a movie where that, this guy has a dead eye or a dead tooth, I think it is, and everybody stares at it and they get really uncomfortable around it. <laughs> but just imagine me going in for some handshakes and like this, this flappy dead finger just kind of noodling your hand. <laughs> I think you made the right call, Dan. <laughs> Even though you were on heavy drugs, oh, I think heavy, you made the right decision. Right, right, absolutely. I shouldn't have made any decisions while I was on that <laughs> yeah. on those drugs. But yeah, I don't need it, man. Just give me some more of the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so where is the finger? Did the, you keep it? Well, the finger's doing just great. Uh, last time I heard, the finger's got a family down in Georgia. Um, <laughs> no, I, he's at the waffle house having breakfast with the police officer right right i went down i mean it, it's it was as crazy as a movie man it, i could just Sounds see like it. it i could just see it become a movie um but when i was uh, obviously high on morphine i said to the uh i said to the one of the nurse that that guy uh the traveling nurse i'm like hey man i want to give this finger to my brother uh, for Christmas and they're like, uh, we cannot let you leave the hospital with a severed appendage. And I'm just like, <laughs> but it's my finger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so needless oh my to God. say, yeah. So needless to say, they, uh, um, didn't let me take my finger home uh, and give it to my brother. But, um, <laughs> but it was just a wild, it's just kind of a, a crazy wild experience, you know, uh, I regret putting, getting sucked into that fan. I probably would have played it different if I knew, you know, the whole scenario, but you know, that's why they're called accidents. Uh, it, it was, it was crazy, dude. But now I have a, now I have a blog or, or uh, I have a podcast that uh, <laughs> is named after it. It's almost like it meant it, it was meant to be. It was man. It was now did, did that safety manager get fired? Because it sounds no. like he wasn't keeping that place too safe. No, no. I mean, he, it was new. So it wasn't really oh, yeah, it right. wasn't it was his like fault. Day. It would have been like their facilities manager's fault before we took mm. over it. So, um, and who knows if that guy even worked there or not. But it was, yeah. uh, but now I can, you know, I can be that uncle, right? The creepy uncle who, you know, like I come from a farming family. So my grandpa had half like part of his fist uh, finger missing. Both my uncles have like a short thumb or, uh, you know, a short ring finger or, you know, like my, uh, my great uncles all had like body parts missing from sticking their hands in combine parts. So it's, it's kind of a rite of passage in my family. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you better keep, uh, keep your little dude Mac safe. He's <laughs> right. uh, working around. Right. <laughs> Don't let him work in a factory. 
<laughs> man. But yeah, it, and now you know I can do that. I can I can do the the whole beer bottle trick where uh, where I will uh, put the nub at the end of a beer bottle, and uh, I can I can just remember it like it was yesterday. I was at a bar in Madison, Wisconsin during the uh, the Madison Deer and Turkey Classic, I think it's called, and and uh, I want this waitress. You know, she's coming back to our table and serving us beers. And I put my nub on there and I go, I am really embarrassed. Um, I got my finger caught in this bottle and I can't, I can't get it out. She's like, don't worry, I'll help you get it out. Um, <laughs> like she's done it before, right? Like she's had, like some yeah. drunk dumbass was like, I got my finger stuck in this bottle. Well, anyway, <laughs> so what I do is I put the finger in the nub on the bottle and and I say, okay, well, how about you you pull, you twist and pull, and I'll kind of just kind of twist it on my end a little bit too. And she's like, okay, well, we'll give it a try. And so she's kind of pulling, and I'm kind of twisting, but in all actuality, I'm pulling against her, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so then I go, okay, I think it's coming. Pull real hard, and then she'll pull, and I'll let go, and it, it jerks, and then I scream. I'm like, ah! And, dude, this chick about passed out. You are evil. I know. You are but evil, but funny. that is awesome. That, it was funny. I mean, she she laughed at it, but she didn't come back to our table the rest of the night. We had to go to the bar <laughs> to get our drinks. So, you know, I guess it's a party favor now. I can do, you know, I do the, the, the party tricks with it. But that was back in the day when I was drinking. I don't I don't hardly drink at all anymore, so. Well, pro- promise me at ATA you pull that same maneuver at one of the parts we go to. <laughs> I don't know, man. I or maybe I should do it to like someone that I'm trying to get a sponsorship from and see how they how that goes out. <laughs> Reverse psychology, man. That's how you do it. So yeah, man. That's the uh, that's the story. Um, now everybody knows the real. Now now watch. No one will ever listen to the podcast again because they know everything about me now. The suspense is over. I know. The suspense is over. I'll have to Dude, that is one wild story. Right. It was nuts, man. And uh, uh, I don't know. I look at it every once in a while. And I tell you what, what is crazy, though. And I know that there's people out there, maybe some uh, veterans or somebody who have uh, had any type of like a limb taken off or if you maybe had your finger caught in a uh, – um, a machine or something like that but phantom pain is the worst possible thing that can happen to another human being dude i tell you what now hold like your... when it gets cold no i mean do you feel like nerve damage and pain from that well it's it's phantom pain is your 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 brain your brain thinking that there's pain there, but because you don't have the appendage there, there's there's no actual pain. Ah, if that makes sense. So, imagine take. It's like your brain's still t- telling, you know, itself that the finger's getting cut off, but it's in actuality it's not. Right. Right. Like right. that. Got it. Right. So, okay, I want you to I want you to hold your your hands out like you're gonna clap them together, but don't just keep them like facing each other. Okay. All right. Now I want you to take your index fingers and bend them down like that. Okay. Now 
I want you to force it, force it to be bent as hard as you possibly can. That feels uncomfortable, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So the knuckles. Yeah. On the knuckles. Right. So I don't have that knuckle, but my phantom pain, it felt like my finger was bent all the way down like that. And no matter how hard I tried, I could not straighten it out because the finger's not there. So my hand just felt, and my brain was telling me that my finger's still there. So it felt uncomfortable and I had to deal with that for months, months and months and months. And that was worse than the the actual finger getting cut off because it's so annoying and it's so there's not like there's not pain meds that can really take care of that so i had to do this yeah i had to do this exercise where i had i'd have my palms facing each other and then i would fish i would bend my fingers right into like a fist and then i would visualize in my head my other missing finger doing that same motion so that helped a little some of the pain go away because I was visualizing in my head mentally thinking that my finger was uh, um, bending when it really wasn't. So that's wild. Now, did you did you bow hunt before that yeah. happened? And if right. so, how did how did that affect how does that affected you going forward? It, it's crazy because so check this. I needed help i had to learn how to retie my shoes i had to relearn how to pick up silverware i remember for my first couple months i would you know i'm right hand dominant so it's my right index finger that's missing and yeah i would try to pick up silverware and eat and i just drop i just drop my fork Jeez, like i couldn't couldn't use chopsticks anymore i like i i had to i had to you you think that this index finger oh take it off and it it's not really going to change your life you use it so much throughout the day that it's it's mind boggling yeah, yeah writing i have to, i had to learn how to write again i had to learn how to type on a computer i had to learn how to you know everything that i did with my right index finger had to now go to my middle finger on that same hand and i had so basically everything i did i had to ch- like change it I just remember getting frustrated yeah. where I was trying to lace up my boots and uh, it was not, it, it sucked. It, I mean, it, it, I would just get frustrated and like throw my boots, but uh, it, you got to re relearn all that stuff. But anyway, so, you know, on a wrist release, um, I just kind of slid it over just a little bit and that's how I hunt today still to where my middle finger is pulling the trigger. And I actually, I'm trying to think, I think I lost my, I think I lost my finger on a Thursday, I want to say. And the following Thursday, it just so happened that it was in November and I wasn't going to be able to, oh, of I course. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to be able to hunt that year cause I was down, you know, working for this company. Well, anyway, I got my finger cut off and on a Thursday and I was in a tree stand that next Thursday, I remember hunting mm-hmm. with this huge bandage on my hand and I was all, uh, I don't know. It was in, in, in like having to adjust my release cause I had this huge bandage on and I, like, I remember having to, uh, uh, 
I was sitting in a stand and having to change my bandages while I was sitting in the stand and, and clean it because you had to clean it every so often and then wrap it back up. And, and uh, I think I actually killed a doe that year with a bow. I think I'm not 100% sure if it was that, that, that year or not. It may, it may not have been, but I remember hunting and uh, like, and just having to, I guess, make an adjustment on, uh, on my release, but you know, it just took a while to retrain, but there's some cool things that you can do with the, the, the nub. I won't get into the details now, but <laughs> it's a move I call the skeleton key. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we'll save that for a future episode. Now they have something else to look forward to. <laughs> what is the skeleton key? I'm, oh man. I, I'm not even going to be able to answer that. I should. I might have to edit that part out of this podcast. <laughs> That's going to be have, have to be off the record. Yeah, it's off the record. Off the record. Well, it's crazy. There's that. Do you have all your fingers and toes? I do. Although last last November, I put a knife right through the center of my palm. And uh, if if you heard the thing, like we're all these millennials. Like I'm a millennial. I don't know if you are or not, but. Uh, it's called avocado hand and it's like this real thing now that's like sweeping the nation of yeah millennials because we love avocados so much like i i eat avocados all, all the time and uh last november i was <laughs> i was at work and i just got bought this brand new knife and uh it's kind of more of a rounded blade instead of a pokey one well i went to cut the pit out and my <laughs> the knife slipped and just punched a huge hole in the center of my palm, and uh, that that was bad, man. I had to go get stitches, and I still have nerve damage from it. Like my fingers are numb, two fingers are numb, and that was right in the middle of November too. And I could not draw back my bow; it hurt so bad. The nerve pain was excruciating. Um, Avocado hand. <laughs> avocado hand google it man it's a real thing it's a real thing it's sweeping the nation so um watch out man be careful of that stuff. needless to say i did not eat or pick up another avocado for like three months after that even though i love them i was like i'm not doing it i was too scared that sounds like that sounds like god's way of trying to thin the herd dude like <laughs> i here i just told you the story about how i got sucked into this giant fan and then you're just like well i was uh trying to get the meat out of an avocado and uh, sure <laughs> enough i damaged <laughs> mine is way less badass than yours people will probably make fun of me for it but <laughs> it's a real thing man watch out that's all that should be that should be your nickname dude like avocado hand no just avocado <laughs> please don't don't call me that <laughs> okay I, I won't i won't but i should no, i'm cool i'm cool sh- you can call me that uh, avocado avocado hunter yeah there you go uh, sweet well there you have it that's the story <laughs> the cool part is about this whole thing right is that i talked with some of the partners of this podcast i talked with ozonics they're going to be giving away a uh, an HR 200. We got Exodus. They're going to be giving away a lift too. Wasp Broadheads is going to be giving away a pack of Broadheads. And Lone Wolf is going to be giving away an Assault. And uh, at the beginning of this podcast, you heard how to uh, sign up 
to be entered in this drawing. There's going to be, I think there's four, actually, and Interstate Battery is giving away a prize pack of, a, I think it's called a power pack, like two different types of these quote-unquote power packs. One is to charge your phone, and the other one, when fully charged, can jumpstart a dead vehicle. They just kind of keep it in your in your uh, vehicle. So that's kind of badass. And I might take the batteries with, because they're going to give away some batteries as well, and those batteries are going to probably be paired with the Exodus trail camera. So all the instructions, you've already heard them if you listen to the beginning of this podcast. Go do that now, and uh, I'll pick a winner later this week or the next week. But Mr. Adam Parr, a.k.a. the moderator. Uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Avocado. A.k.a. Guy. Avocado. You're, you're going to be like, <laughs> who's that rapper? They, there's a couple rappers out there that are just like, a.k.a. this, a.k.a. that, a.k.a. you know, like, Hey, I'm Adam Parr, a.k.a. Avocado, a.k.a. the moderator, <laughs> a.k.a. you know, the quiet cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, are we done here? I think so, man. Next story is that uh, whatever trick you were you were saying you could do with the nub. So we'll leave that for another date if, if possible. <laughs> that will never ever air on this podcast. It will never, it will never air. Well, man, it was a blast. I appreciate having me on Dan. And that ladies and gentlemen is how you waste an hour of your life and never get it back. So hopefully you enjoyed the, the old, finger cut off story and uh, hopefully you still continue to listen to this podcast i had a lot of fun doing it i know uh, adam did as well so huge shout out to adam parr aka the moderator aka the quiet cat aka the avocado and uh i'll have to have him on be sure to go check out his podcast transition wild on the sportsman's nation podcast network now the only reason you guys are still probably listening is because you want to know how to li- how to win some of these products. It's very simple. To be entered, you have to do all of these things, right? Because I'm going to pick one person for every product that you can win. So here's what you have to do. You have to go, first of all, to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast Facebook page, and you have to share the... Facebook post that mentions this podcast, the story of the the Nine Finger Chronicles, and you need to share it. Then you have to go to Lone Wolf and you have to write a comment that says, I know the truth. Then you have to go to Exodus Facebook page and comment, I know the truth. Then you have to go to Ozonics Facebook page and you have to comment, I know the truth. Then you have to go to Wasp Facebook page and comment, I know the truth. And I don't know if Interstate Batteries will let you uh, let you comment on their page or not, but you can try to go to Interstate Batteries Facebook page and comment, I know the truth. And by doing those, I guess it's really six tasks, share, share um, the Facebook page that mentions this off the nine finger chronicles facebook page or share the the post on your page so if i go to your page i should be able to see it and then comment i know the truth on lone wolf exodus 
Ozonics Wasp and Interstate Batteries Facebook page, and we will that that gets you entered. And then what I'll do is I'll go look, I'll pick some names, and uh, make sure the the names match up on all of those platforms. That's how you do it. That's how you get a win. I know it sounds like a lot, but I mean, if you want a free assault or a free camera or a free Ozonics or a you know a free head of broadheads or a free like the interstate battery gift alone is like 300 bucks or more so if you want to be entered just do it all right other than that huge shout out i really i like to have fun right and uh i really appreciate you guys downloading and listening to this because without you this podcast is nothing so to all the listeners out there thank you guys very much second another reason that this is possible wasp Ozonics, Deer Lab, Exodus, Lone Wolf, Gearhead, Ripcord, and Bighorn Outfitters. Guys, without your support, this is not possible either. So please, it's the Christmas season. Go out and support the companies that support this podcast. And, uh, you know, it's the circle of life. I give back, then you give back, and then they give back to me or something like that. I don't even know. But anyway, do that. Guys, thank you very much for tagging along uh, be sure to go check out the nine finger chronicles at, on instagram and facebook go check out sportsman's nation podcast network on instagram and facebook please subscribe uh, wherever you get your wherever you get your downloads from your podcast from please subscribe to the sportsman's nation and uh, follow along with all the other uh, awesome content that comes through that rss feed and uh, if you're going to be in a tree please wear your damn safety harness have a good rest of the week